0: Hello, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Appledore Research Podcast. My name is Robert Curran, Consulting Analyst with Appledore. As ever, we're here to share insights on the transformation of telecom in the era of cloud, network automation, and AI. If you enjoy today's podcast, make sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now enjoy the show. So we're just over a week away from Mobile World Congress, which is still the largest, most important event in the telecom calendar. It's a big show with over 100,000 attendees expected over four days. Last year's show was the first post-COVID and by all accounts exceeded expectations for the quantity and quality of engagement on the show floor. Will 2023 sustain the optimistic mood or have global events over the last 12 months dampened telecom's enthusiasm? To get some insight today, I'm joined by Patrick Kelly, and Francis Hayson, both MWC veterans, for their predictions on what's worth looking out for at this year's event. Patrick, Francis, welcome back to the podcast. Thank
1: How you, you doing, Robert?
0: Patrick, maybe I could I could start with you. Last year, I think, you know, by all accounts there was a definite definite buzz in the air. Um mm-hmm. what kind of vibe do you think we're going to have this year?
2: Uh, I think this year, Robert, it's probably going to be more like 2019. Um uh before COVID, so I don't, you know, there's no restrictions, all the masks are off. And um, I think we'll certainly see more people at the venue. Um, Probably not quite as many as 2019, but I bet you we get pretty close to it. You know, one of the things I'll just add is uh, we've got a larger team now. uh, So we'll have uh, six principal analysts on the show floor and obviously uh, wider coverage of the market.
0: So, uh, turning to you, Francis. Um, in terms of you know the show floor, what people are going to be talking about? Are there some key themes and topics you think will will really stand out this year?
1: I think central will be the whole idea of how do we get five G beyond the kind of four uh, G plus plus area, um, how do we energize the s- new use cases that were proposed for 5G in terms of the low latency services, the IoT, and the, f- and the fixed wireless co- um, connectivity as well. There will be a lot, I think, talking about newer engagements with other industries, better ways of engaging with industries in terms of maybe API exposure. Um, etc but I think um, underlying it will be a a, a a slight downer for the industry which is this kind of we we haven't we haven't really grasped what what this new technology can give and that 5g is not delivering this sort of fundamental shift in value for the telcos Patrick
0: what about from your perspective any any other themes you think are going to be wrong in, in discussion
2: yeah I think um clearly Robert AI I mean AI sort of taken over the uh, business discussions and market, you know, at least for the last couple of months. So I think you'll see a lot around AI, um, quite a bit of buzz there. Um, energy and sustainability are big themes across the sector. So I think, you know, look for plenty of marketing message amplification around that. Uh, we're actually seeing it ahead of the show. And then you know, you've got sort of your 10-year horizon things, uh, 6G, um, probably a little bit little bit of discussion there um and then building on ces which you and i talked about robert um the metaverse web 3.0 and extended reality uh headsets will probably uh probably show up in in barcelona as well
0: yeah it's interesting you know when we talked last time about ces uh, and the amount of telecom presence that there was there it was kind of interesting Mm -hmm. uh and yeah francis you mentioned the point about some you know much more industry vertical context here. There's certainly some interesting companies uh, that I'm seeing on the uh, you know, on the show floor, people like Schneider. And and what about you know the other kind of hot topics that have been through this year and maybe had a bit of a mixed year in topics like Open RAN? Uh, do you think that's going to be a strong feature or not so much?
2: Uh, Francis probably got a comment, but I'll, I'll just weigh in real quickly. So, I mean, Open RAN, definitely, we've got a very viable ecosystem. So expect to see quite a bit in that space, particularly around the RIC. And some of the R apps and X apps. Um, I think the one issue we have, uh, particularly around Open RAN, is a bit of exhaustion. By that, what I mean is um, the incumbent operators saying, okay, when are they going to actually make the move beyond the POC and the field trials um, and actually start to move to more commercial type of deployments? And I think uh, Robert, you and I talked about it. You know, you look at uh, you know AT and T and some of the bigger operators, and they're just saying, "Hey, you know, you still got interoperability uh, and validation issues around Open RAN. Uh, the costs are still too high because you haven't actually uh, reached um, you know that sort of that mass market adoption where you drive the price point down." So, I think um, a bit of a mixed
1: bag uh, for Open RAN. I, 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 I think there is an interesting conundrum for Open RAN. I think the the, the, incumbent, the incumbent vendors in, in RAN um, very much, whether they're adopting Open RAN directly or, or to some degree indirectly, are, are kind of countering some of the basic messages, particularly to do with opening up the front hall, which is, which is the major thing of Open RAN, uh, Open RAN at the moment. Um, Patrick mentioned the RIC. I think the, ch- the, the challenge, the opportunity there is there's a huge opportunity for innovation in the RIC and, and doing things differently. But at the same time, it it, it really exposes the telco to what they see as, as, as at the moment, quite unmanageable risk. Um, do I trust this AI app that I'm going to bring into the into the RIC? How can I integrate it with maybe three or four different applications that may be working in conjunction? That's quite a scary prospect for a, um, a CSP, in the in the in the current cl- uh, current climate, and a lot of the opportunity for open ran is about how how do we bridge that gap? Um, there's there's the there's uh, the, the classic book called Crossing the Chasm. I think open ran is in that in that area. You've got the innovators who want who want to do this exciting stuff and bring this together, but the majority of the market is much more conservative. And we'll move when the ecosystems are there, the validation is there. So I, you know, coming back to messages that we might see at the uh, at the show is a lot more sort of emphasis on end to end testing, iterative testing. How do we bring ecosystems together? Um, things like, for example, the telecom infrastructure tip uh, is is good. I think uh, is is pushing a, a, a good way here, which is this idea of that pre validated platform. Systems and, and, and test and validation programs, and I think that will help a lot. But I think I mean, oh, the, the message needs to be how do we get over this chasm, not from the innovators, the dishes, and the and symphonies, um, and how do we move that um, to the the, 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 the the silent majority, as it were.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know it's interesting, you know, TIP have got quite a sizable presence this year, uh, which I think is a healthy sign, it's good, uh, I know that talking of uh, you know open ran and innovators, uh, the Rakuten Symphony people have got a dedicated booth this year. Last year they had a, a you know a hole, but they've taken the plunge and, and put some show <clears> floor <throat> space together, which is interesting. Which other companies do you think are are important to look out for in terms of what they typically bring into the show? Are there any that you would would highlight as uh, you know potentially having good good
1: portfolios, good interesting ecosystems? One thing just coming back to open ran, I think that is quite. One is Cohere's announcement with Mavenir, which is this tie together of 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 real tie together of something that's innovative in the um, in the RAN area. This this idea of doubling the um, uh, capacity of the network and this idea of tying that into an, an overall RAN proposition. I think that's quite exciting. That's showing something moving forward, the beginning of an ecosystem maybe
2: yeah one other thing i'll just add robert i mean closer to our area so you know sort of narrowing down around uh telecom software network automation area if you look at what's happening uh, there's been a lot of discussion in the industry around intent-based networking Uh, most of that's been marketing messages less on you know real deployments um i don't want to uh, simplify what it would take for an operator to actually reach intent-based networking. But one of the themes that we're looking at is bringing together the different silos, the different data sets uh, that exist in an operator's environment. So uh, we've, you know, we've done a lot of research around uh, orchestration uh, and analytics and AI, automated assurance. It's bringing bringing those functions together so you can actually achieve intent-based networking which is you're supporting an SLA, you're supporting a quality of service, uh, but at the same time, you have to be able to measure that, feed it back through the loop um, in those configuration changes. So, you know, in that part of the market, I'd expect to see more uh, more activity there. Uh, And in some cases, um, early deployments that ultimately move to more mass market adoption. I mean, that takes me to another point about hyperscalers.
0: do you think they'll have a kind of significant presence here? Are they a fixture in the Mobile World Congress uh, show going forward? They seem to be, you know, bringing along these ecosystems. And now this year, I mean, last year maybe it might have been logos. This year, more it's like solutions and, and actual real demonstrations and things. Do you see that as being a feature of, of what's going to happen this year?
2: When you look at the hyperscalers, so you know, if you take uh, AWS, uh, Azure, um, GCP, they they're presence is actually increasing in Mobile World Congress, um, a larger set of uh, partnerships, you know, so broadening that ecosystem out. Um, I think the same holds true even with the incumbents. So one, one of the announcements that I saw, I think it was yesterday, was uh, between uh, Nokia and NTT Docomo uh, and the use of AI. I don't know if you saw that, but um, you know, some interesting sort of joint uh, partnerships going on. Um, across the the entire spectrum. So, you know, new players, uh we we mentioned some of the startups. Um you got the hyperscalers, but then you also have these partnerships going on between uh the incumbents and, and key operators and certainly Docomo is an innovator uh in the marketplace. I mean they're established incumbent, but um somebody that I would call a disruptive uh incumbent. Yeah, interesting. Uh
1: interesting. I know you're keen on that. Francis, sorry you wanted to I- I, I I think the thing about the the hyperscalers is I think we've seen a transition. I think in this um, Mobile World Congress, I think you're going to see hyperscalers very much, almost at the level of the Neps. They're, they're all there there is no doubt they are central platforms. They are central. Um, uh, foundations on which telcos will be building their capability whether it's in new areas like the edge for example or whether it's just simply in terms of hosting their new, new newly softwareized networks so I think they, they're very much whereas in previous Mobile World Congresses you could argue they were seen as more of a competition I think they're now fundamentally seen as critical vendors for the, the whole of telecommunications
0: yeah, that that'll be interesting to see that and see what size of presence they have and and how well connected uh, they've become in the industry. But I think that's a that's a fair observation. Um, you guys have both been to NWC a ton of times uh and there are some folks out there not mentioning any names uh but he knows who he is uh refused to go each year on a point of principle uh and i just wondered you know what what keeps you guys coming back to mwc what what makes it worthwhile especially patrick you're traveling across the atlantic uh, to get there
2: i i think you have to be at mobile world congress if you're in our in our industry i mean it's the biggest show of the year um, obviously, you're going to establish some meaningful connections when you're there that you can't do over Zoom or, or in a home office. So, you know, some things that, I, that always surprise me is I'll, I'll walk the halls. Um, usually it's later in the week because we're pretty full with meetings. But, you know, you find some new companies. There's, I think, uh, 2,000 exhibitors, Robert. So, you know, you're going to find some surprises. Uh, and there's, there's clear value uh, on the business front by uh, attending the show.
0: Francis, what's uh, what what keeps you coming back to Barcelona?
1: Well, I I would actually start with the fantastic food and wine, actually, (laughs) to be honest, (laughs) and 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 the good company. But you know, to Patrick's point, it's it's. I find it very difficult that you will not find something useful or new in being at Mobile World Congress. Yes a lot of it will be the same a lot of it will be the same messages that you've heard on zoom but there's no, there's nothing that can take away from that sort of ability to have that side conversation um a little bit more uh entry in uh, you know uh, sort of deep deeper dive in terms of what what people are doing is 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 always valuable and as i say um Often you can see some really quite exciting stuff in the in the far flung halls. There there are generally some very interesting ideas. Um, it's also a huge opportunity, I think, to slightly take your Western um, focus and 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 see telco from a different perspective. What is happening in Africa? What is, hap- what is, what is happening uh, in India? Can often be um, exposed at um, at a conference with Mobile World congress, which which other other uh, conferences just just don't reach really Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it is very much mm-hmm. a global
0: event that makes, that makes sense. Pat, uh, Francis, you mentioned you know some of the new new things that are going on. Uh, Patrick, I know you're involved in something a little bit innovative on the VMware booth. Can you talk to us a little bit about, about what that is?
2: Yeah, the uh, so Tuesday, February 28th, Robert, uh, VMware is running what they call their R-Appathon. Uh, that's essentially focusing on the RIC ecosystem. So they've got some of their partners there. Um, just to drop a few names, it's AirHop, uh, Viabi, uh, Remindo Labs. They've got NetAI. Uh, Aria Technology, so you know, pretty good uh, set of uh, partners that they have, and they're going to be doing sort of a Shark Tank format. I'll be one of the judges on the panel, so it should be you know fun time. It gives uh, each of these uh, partners in their ecosystem a chance to kind of pitch their solution with VMware, VMware's Rick, and should be a fun event if people have time to attend.
0: That's and that's Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon.
2: Tuesday afternoon, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah good. It, it, it sounds interesting, and and I think, like you say, uh, people are trying to find new ways to mix it a little bit, do something different in 3D that you can't do uh, over Zoom. So, so fair mm-hmm. play to those companies doing something a little different. So, just to, to wrap up today's uh, conversation, uh, you know, for folks who are coming to NWC for the first time, maybe or not been for a, for quite a few years, any uh,
2: any top tips for how to get through the week? It's there's going to be a lot of walking, so make sure you you've got comfortable shoes, and um, you know make sure you strategically position your meetings because uh, long, you're going to have long waits to get into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we have a bit of a
0: reputation for that, I think, in Europe. I'm not I'm not sure why, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a common concern.
1: L- leave yourself enough time, Francis. What are your what are your top tips? I, I think the key one is bring your fitness application with you. I, you will be surprised at the end of the week at just how many steps you've taken and how many <laughs> floors you've climbed and and gone down. The place is huge. Um, you'll feel fitter at the end at, at end of it. Um, and otherwise just you know ju- you know just enjoy the enjoy the atmosphere. and um, sorry, sorry to keep keep going on about the food and the wine. It is an excellent place, and the, the 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 show is usually full of some some exciting exciting food mixed with technology. So, so take the opportunity.
2: So, one other thing I'll just add, Francis, is um, you know we all get together. It's a chance for us to get together as a team. Um, and Robert always picks the best venue for dinner on the Thursday <laughs> night. Robert, are you going <laughs> to reveal that on the? On the podcast, you to hold out on us. No, I'm I'm going to hold on. I have a very very
0: nice place, very good that we've not been to before, which is good, and I'm pretty sure nobody else has been to before either. Walking distance from our hotel, and uh, yeah, excellent menu, excellent food. I'll I'll provide a full report in the uh, in the post post show write up. Uh, okay. Maybe give some some recommendations for next year. Um, but yeah, no, it's it'll be great to, to get everybody together, and go, and look forward to, to catching up with folks we've not seen for a while in person. That's always uh, that's always a key mm-hmm. feature, I think, for all of us great gentlemen super talking to you uh, I think there's a lot to look out look for at this year's NWC particularly some of the innovation uh, side of things there's always something new there safe travels on your journeys and uh, we'll be seeing you soon and I know we're going to do a, a wrap up um, after the show as well All right. thanks very much look
2: forward to seeing you Robert and Francis okay see you soon thanks guys seeing you all too
0: You have been listening to the Appledore Research Podcast. Join us next time for more insights and conversation on the transformation of talent.